Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Welcome to Story Route Zero, episode 96. It's just two of us this week, but it's the better two. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Jason, and alongside me is Michaela. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I guess. I don't even know. Nice long weekend, sort of. Not the most relaxing of weekends. The holidays never are, but at least it wasn't work. And of course, with the holidays comes video game sales. So before we get into what games we're playing, did we make any video game purchases? <laughs> A couple, two, three. Um, so Black Friday pickups for me, I had already ordered Deathloop, which I got for $25, as you know. Couldn't pass it up. I got Guardians of the Galaxy physically as well uh, for $30 for a game that's been out for a month. And I picked up digitally Divinity Original Sin 2. I got for like $23. Nice. Um, the complete version uh, that's going in the backlog for now. I've wanted to try it. Um, obviously, I know people rave about the game. I've just never gotten into it because it's a large investment time-wise and also I'm always hesitant like with games like that that were like maybe geared towards more PC, maybe not always easy control scheme-wise and menuing on console, but I've heard amazing things about it. I also picked up Mass Effect, the trilogy, Legendary Edition for half off digitally, and I picked up Other Side uh, for a very steep discount as well. I want to say I got that for like $10. Um Oh, that's that, um, excuse me, that black and white turn-based? It's, a, it's an SRPG with, like, almost like a anime horror aesthetic to it. But it's like a noir-type um, art, like it's a black and white stylistic with, like, red. Yeah. And, like, I, I could picture the... Um, yeah, it's a strategy, tactical, creepy-looking... Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I did. Let me look. That's five games, though. But I got five games basically for the price of two full price AAA games. So, not bad. No. And you? Yeah, I I decided to get, um, because I don't care what anyone thinks, Cyberpunk went on sale for 25. So I got that. Um, I got Dragon Quest XI as digitally for 33 
not bad for that game too. You got it for the Switch? Or... Yes, 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 Switch. Yeah. Um, and I picked up, um, wasn't a Black Friday sale, but it was, it came out, um, a physical release of Bard's Gold, which was one of the first games I reviewed for my own blog back when I decided to write about games. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to. So. Oh, I also picked up something else that's not a game and wasn't on Black Friday sale, but I saw it while I was Black Friday shopping. Go on. That came, it came so hard. I got the Power A Hades controller for Switch with the back buttons. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so weak. I did buy a fire stick for 25. They were half off the 4K fire stick. Nice. So I'm moving the Chromecast Ultra to a different room. And now all our rooms have either Chromecast or fire sticks. It's just easier because the girls, they use, I mean, we have the PS4 remote, but it's just, it's more convoluted because I got to go into TV video than pay. So with the, fire stick they can just access the the video but mm-hmm. um, enough of that what you playing um i played a little bit more of smt5 because like i said i'm not dropping the game mm-hmm. um it's become my i don't feel like paying attention game which isn't a great thing to say but it's just like not for, and not for that type but that's like a it's like a, it's just a going through the motions type of thing. When I don't feel like doing anything else, I've played a little bit more of exploring like that second netherworld region that, so I haven't gone very far from last time. I barely played it. Um, maybe like an hour tops. And I fucked up by accident. Um, also, I don't know why, but when I said fucked up, my Alexa lit up like I was talking to her. Like she's a fuck up. She's sitting on the desk next to me. She is. I'm not gonna... Such a fuck up. I mean, we're we're biased to Google in this home, but the responses are much. Uh, Google's more. You know what it is. Google knows it's just a search engine. Alexa tries to like be like a AI and like kind of interact, but like a lot of times it's just like, I found this on the web. It's like. If you're just looking at the web, just tell me. You don't need to be like. Yeah. I mean, I didn't buy this thing. It was a present. But I I have started using it. I use it for like timers and reminders. And... It works, yeah, it works for that pretty well. That's about but it. Info, like the, the girls always ask like questions. Yeah. Like, I found this on the web. It's like. <sighs> yeah. No. It tells me when my packages have been delivered. Apparently she's watching your language. Yes, apparently. Fuck. Fuck. Now it's not letting it. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube. Um, so what was I talking So I played a little bit more SMT5. Um, I actually didn't play a ton. Um, so obviously last week was Thanksgiving and I didn't work Thursday, Friday. Um, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday were all dedicated family days for me. So mm-hmm. I did very little gaming those days. Um, I played mostly like Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday. And what I was focusing on was Death's Door, which went multi-plat last Tuesday. So it released PC and Xbox, well, like the first half of this year? I feel like it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it came to Switch and PlayStation last Tuesday. Um, and for those who are not familiar with Death's Door, 
It is an indie game from the people who did Titan Souls. Yes, yep. I yes. think. Because um, you got Titan Souls for free if you pre-ordered. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. So I went into my library and I'm like, I don't remember buying this. I got, so I went and bought the, because I already own it on PC. So I bought the Switch physical and I bought it. And then like a day later, I got an email from Devolver through Special Reserve. Here's your, Thanks for pre-ordering. Here's your code for Titan Souls. I'm like, oh. Yeah. See, I didn't even, like, I must have missed something because I just went into my library on the PlayStation app. And I was like, I have another game. I didn't do that. <laughs> I actually have to check to see what the code is for because I bought the Switch physical. So I don't, but I don't know if Titan Souls is on Switch. I mean, it's got to be. I think it might be because I have it for PlayStation. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I if it's for PC, I'll use it too, but. It's nice, free game. Um, but yes, Death's Door. So Death's Door is a mishmash of genres. It's like, so at, at its basic, most broad level definition, it's an isometric action game. It's, a um, Zelda, it's like a, a mini Zelda clone. It is kind of Zelda-y. It's got some Metroid-y exploration elements to it. It's got some, and because it is that Metroid, it's also got a little bit of that Souls element to it. Because as we've talked about, Souls exploration takes from Metroidvania exploration with the whole, like, you can see you can go somewhere, but you don't have the ability to get there yet. And you got to backtrack and then you'll be able to explore more. Um, It's got that going on, but it's got like the Zelda-esque, like, puzzle enemy stuff and the like way that you pick up like even just the animation for when you pick up shiny objects in the environment um he does he like spins around and holds it up like link does yeah like, the animation cool. is similar um you get so the it's heart, little... you're like or mario <laughs> yes. with mario with the star yes exactly um so it's like a Zelda, Metroid, Souls, isometric mashup. Um, that's, that's about accurate. Yeah. Um, and it's got a very dry but also witty sense of humor to it. So I texted you about this one of the characters. So uh, I'm skipping ahead of myself. So you play as a crow, and this crow is basically like a a soul reaper a grim reaper um and you are sent to reap this large soul but then this big older crow comes and is a dick and steals that soul and so now you're fucked because you um when you are sent to reap a soul your crow like the crows become mortal so um he's now gonna age and die if he doesn't like fix his situation um and he needs to open death's door and the name of the game so he needs to collect the the big crow is like you know you've now inherited my issue because i've fucked with your mission um so you need to go like headhunt these three large souls and he tells you like there's this like pottery ceramic based witch to the north and there's this like evil marsh king in the east or the south and i forget what the third one is cuz i haven't gotten to him yet um uh so basically you know what your objectives are and there's a hub world 
which is like the Soul Reaper's headquarters. And in this headquarters, there's other crows that are kind of weird little characters. And so like the head of security is one of the crows and his name is Ball Plart, as in Paul Blart, Mall Cop. And then like the ceramic witch cursed her grandson with a pot for a head. So he is introduced as Pothead. <laughs> it's got that kind of humor going on. Um, there's a, if you get to this like abandoned shipyard type of respite place, there you can like sit down and have a meal. And, uh, for, and the chef is like this corpse that's being controlled by an octopus that's pretending that it's a real human being it's like you don't see the octopus behind the screen this is totally a normal human being (laughs) serving you food but it's a dead body that's just being puppeteered by an octopus like i don't know it's weird shit um i know that one of the trophies for this game which i'm not that i did not even attempt to go for and i know this from watching the completionist's video on this game um one of the episodes you can find in the hub before you even really start the game is an umbrella which does like half damage to everything. Um, and I know there's an achievement for beating the whole game with just the umbrella. And I'd rather play around with the different weapons and have fun and not bang my head against a wall. Yeah. So um, this is definitely a game that does not hand out trophies at all. Like at all. Like I didn't get trophies for taking down any bosses, including like the first giant soul. Like I defeated the ceramic witch before moving on to the next giant soul, which is the um, the Marsh King person. Um, so like I've advanced the plot. I've met the Lord of Doors. Um, so like getting through like a chapter of the game, defeating any of the bosses, no trophies have popped. It's it's like. Uh, you have to, or there is no, you got a sticker for showing up type of trophies. Like it's the opposite of Eldest Souls, which is like, here's a trophy for dying. Here's a trophy for dying to a log. Here's a trophy for getting to this area. This is like, nope, you need to do some obscure, strange it's shit like to la- get it's these like the trophies. Last of Us Part One. Yeah. Like I think my first playthrough of The Last of Us Part One, I had two trophies. Like, yeah, I've played for five hours plus before I got one trophy, and it was for having, um, sitting down and accepting the meal from the totally not dead octopus. body controlled by yeah. an octopus. Um, so, like, literally defeating bosses, no trophies. Advancing the story, no trophies. Um, so, it looks like I'm not playing the game if you look at my trophy list, but I'm playing the game. <laughs> Um, the combat's fun. It's your traditional, like, you have um, your melee attack, uh, a dodge, and you have ranged, which you unlock as you go. So you start off with just a bow, and then as you're working on the ceramic witch's area, you get a fire magic spell, um, and you can level up. So you have basically four attributes that you can level up, so you gain souls from defeating things and you can also find them in the environment um and the environments are kind of zelda puzzly where you need to like figure out how to like drop down onto this thing or to Mm -hmm. whatever um or like once you get the fire spell you can burn away cobwebs that were previously in your way and shit like that or light um lanterns on fire that then cause other reactions in the environment um and that's like the metroid backtracking to like 
find stuff type of thing. Um, but it's not as friendly as a Metroidvania because so far as I'm aware, there is no map. Oh. You just need to remember shit and go find it. There is no map. You cannot pull up a map and be like, oh, well, this is, you know, how far I went this mm-hmm. way and that way. There's none of that. Um, luckily, fast travel is pretty easy. So um, each, you know, couple screens or areas or whatever is going to have a door that leads back to the central hub. And then you can just pop in and out of all the different doors so you can get to different checkpoints pretty easily. Um, and that's also basically the only way to force a save as far as I'm aware. Um so anytime you quit out of the game, you're going to go back to the last door you went through. Um, but yeah, and you can spend souls on improving your melee strength, your magic strength, your speed and agility, and something else. There's four attributes that you can level up four times, I think, is the max for each one. Okay. Um, it costs 400, 600, 800, and then 1,000, I think, to level up your attribute, and then it's max, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, there's just a few collectibles in the environment. There's a couple different weapons. Like, I picked up some, like, dual knife thingies that are, like, fast, but not as strong as, like, your starting sword, um, but can chain more attacks together, stuff like that. Um, definitely the music is really good. Aesthetically, this game is gorgeous. That's kind of what drew me in initially is like, this game looked great. It sounds great. Um, the, it's got a playfulness to it. Like I said, with the wit and the humor, um, it's kind of weird, but also just kind of fun. And, um, I don't know if you like Zelda and or souls and or Metroidvanias that apparently don't have maps. Highly recommend so far. Um, not a particularly big game. I don't know how much this is going to go beyond. Like, there's only three major bosses that you're working towards with some mini bosses along the way. Um, and once you do that, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of conflict with this Lord of Doors, um, who seems like a real sketch ball, but I don't know anything about him yet. But he's like the head honcho. Um, and when you meet him, he's. <laughs> He's sitting having a cup of coffee and his mug says, uh, world's best Lord. Um, <laughs> like I said, this is, it's just like a witty, humorful, like game. I like Agatha, the typist who literally just wants to type out forms until she dies. And she gets so excited every time you like fuck up. She's like more paperwork for me. I'm like you go, you go girl, you do you. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's just, fun it's fun and it's a really unique personality which is what i criticize smt for not having (laughs) i think it's it's interesting because the game came out july 20th originally but you're hearing more about it now i feel maybe it's just maybe it's the circles i mean a lot of people raved about it when it uh, released on Xbox and PC, but only for the first like week or two of release, and then it fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean Devolver. I, I mean Devolver is like publisher of the year. Like 
between this, Loop Hero, Inscription. They have Devolver weird, always, well, they publish more games like than most. Weird, uh, weird West is January. Um, supposedly there's a Card Shark um, trailer tomorrow. I mean, they're constantly, and they're not just like, I, like I know there's, there's silly people on the internet. Oh, it's an indie, ew. But like, they're not like just. Because I guess by definition, are they indies anymore? Devolver's so big, like. But I don't think that I think they just publish them. Well, Devolver, think, yeah, they don't. I don't really think help they actually help. I don't think there's any develop. Yeah, they publish, which obviously helps money wise for people who are indies and they don't have the platform to reach people the way that you know Devolver. Like I'm willing to bet, you know, without a Devolver, games like Death Store and a bunch of others maybe only go to PC. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. probably don't have the budget and the resources to do. PC and Xbox and Switch and PlayStation. Right. Like I'd say the biggest game Devolver has or is behind would be uh, Shadow Warrior as mm-hmm. terms of game being big, not like production quality, yeah, yeah, yeah. resources, budget size. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's, I mean, it's, they keep turning it out and we keep buying them and enjoying them. So, um, yeah. Anything else? Nope. So I beat Inscription again. Well, I won a round. Um, I, I'm I, okay, and I'm gonna warn him not to listen. This is your spoiler warning. Spoiler. Matt, skip. Skip. Spoiler warning. You still listening? We're still at a spoiler warning. We'll give and you I, a signal. <laughs> I'm going to spoil this for you because you're not going to play, right? Well, it's oh. PC only, so. Yeah, so I can't. When you beat the game, you find out you're this, like, video game collector who found this disc. You're playing the game, and you're playing the game in the game. So you've seen, like, the screens. So it goes out to, like, this literally you're you're watching these clips off a of floppy disk like you found a floppy disk and like it's one of those like you found it at a garage sale and you're playing and like the story seems to lead to you escaping so it's not just a card game and like so i beat i beat the i won a round the next round now that i know I'm someone who's playing as someone playing the game. There's like commentary, like, well, how, like, ah, again, like, and it's like, but it's weird because it's like, it's almost like my commentary would be like, I end up like at this, like, oh, again, but like it's in game now. And it's like, it's like the matrix is glitching. So it's like, I'm like getting closer to what the hell is going on here. But I'm also feeling like I'm not close at all. It's inception-y, which yes, I mean, it's, it's called inscription, yes, it's, but. Yeah. All right. Spoiler done. Spoiler done. Matt, it's okay. I'll do timestamps. Um, uh, that was only like two minutes. So played that. Um, been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins. Um. 
I still hate the animus, no matter what those animus scenes. They get worse every time. Like, I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Layla. Nobody cares. Um, But But otherwise... But you know what? It's it's different, too, in that it's not just... So, from the... uh, from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, it's just like your ghost recon, your far cry, like clear the map, question marks. But I feel like the pacing is slower because, well, one, we're ancient Egypt, ancient Egypt. You're not fast traveling and air dropping. So I'm more inclined to <laughs> there are no planes for you to crash here. <laughs> I'm more inclined to, okay, I'm gonna do this quest, but then along the way, like, oh, I'll do this. So I was like, yeah, eh, I don't want to. You do get sidetracked super hard. I get sidetracked, but I don't because I there's so many, and it's more like, and some of the there's a lot of escort quests, and I fucking yep. hate escort quests in and every game. It's a lot ever. of copy paste material. You can only clear the same fort so many fucking times. And some of the escorts are literally escorts, like, ca- like I had to carry some dumbass back. Yep. And not like, like I literally had to hold them on my back. Yep. And somehow, though, you seem to move faster in game when you're carrying someone. <laughs> it's like, we're going to make you up gotta, You got to hustle with them when you got all those corpses. I used yeah. to make murder bushes when I played Origins. That was one of my favorite activities was kill everybody and stack them in the same bush. Gives me a quick I shot like of that there's joy. a lot of weapons. Yep. Like. There's different types, like and and they 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 move and feel significantly the, different. Yes, like you can get the the hook sword, which does, and then like there's a broadsword. But then I just found the dual swords, and I just it's so much faster. Yep. But then you can bring out like the heavy weapon, which is and even the bow and arrows. Like one of them mm-hmm. zooms in, one shoots basically. It's like and, a sniper bow. Yeah. Range. Then there's the one that just you blow your whole load in one shot. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden no ammo. I took two shots. What the? <laughs> um, yeah. So no enjoying it. Um, I don't know time frame progression where how far I'm in. Um, I mean I'm. I've met Cleopatra. I don't um, remember the story super yeah. well, minus the the climax. Really. I've unlocked the second row of kill list i haven't killed everyone but the second row unlocked so um, i haven't played this game in four years at this point so it's very hazy so um i well i know i'm not platinum in it but we'll see where i I did and i don't recommend it um what else have you done any elephants yet no i haven't um i played a metroidvania that actually moose um, shared with us a couple weeks ago, Sheepo. Okay, not the one I was thinking, but okay. So you're this sheep. I don't even. That's that's not even accurate. You're this little white creature. The story goes: it's your first day on the job. You crash on not crash. You land on this planet. You're supposed to collect all the species, an egg of each, to study, and like. They're like, oh, you only have one day to do it. But then it's like, but you're in luck because a day on Sebron is 8,000 years. It's just like, okay. So it's not rushed. And when you collect an egg, you basically can shapeshift into what you collect. 
And as you do it, you kind of, it's a Metroidvania in that sense. Like you collect an egg. So now I can transform to the bird and fly up to ledges that I couldn't. But like all the transformations are like um, five, 10 seconds. So like you have to kind of, and then you get another thing and another. And it's not a, it's not that you don't fight anything, but you don't have attacks. So like there's six bosses. You basically have the bosses kill themselves. So it's more like the boss shoots something at you and you kind of have to work the environment so it ends up shooting itself. You don't have like an attack. It's all like figuring out the puzzles. And just as you keep going, um, so you can fly, you can turn into a worm and go through like tunnels. You can, it's just all different. And I mean, I beat it in, I think about three and a half hours. It's not long. It's a sub $10 game. Uh, if you enjoy Metrovanias that are, it's, it was very relaxing. That's short, even for a Metroidvania. There's no, I mean, it was very relaxing. It's very accessible. Like it's easy. The maps opened up right away. Like when you die, you pretty much return to right where you died. So like if you screwed up like an obstacle or something, you're like right back there. It was just, it was an, a very enjoyable, um, highly recommend. It's like $9. Um, so did that. And um, I think that's it. Did I play anything else? I don't know. Did you? I don't think I did. Played a PC game, a PlayStation game, and a Switch game. Oh, on PC, I also played this game called Elec Head. E-L-E-C Head. I actually yeah, I've heard, I heard of it because Shuhei had tweeted about it a few, like maybe a month ago. It's this puzzle game where basically you control electricity, but like in the form of connecting currents. So like you jump on a platform, it's um, electrified. You jump off, it's not. So you kind of have to manipulate like platforms to move and you have to figure out like, okay, if I jump quick, it'll only move a little. If I stay on it, it'll move too much. And you kind of have to, it's super like, it's 8-bit. It's just a simple game, but it's it's fun. Um, nothing fancy. But that's, um, yeah, I think that was it. We had some some news. It wasn't like a super hype week because it's holiday. Yeah. Um, Rumors of a Chrono Cross remake uh, surfaced. Also a collab. collab. Like a mobile game. Yeah. Which, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) Just, ugh. Square and their mobile games. I guess the studio that was possibly working on this signed a deal with Square and Nintendo. So and then there's something about this folk singer, this Irish folk singer said she recorded a song for something 
And then like the composer of Chrono Cross was seen taking a picture with another composer whose band this singer with it's brothers, roommates, fathers, uncles makes us absolutely nothing. Uh, the point is they're doing a remake of a sequel of one of the most celebrated SNES RPGs of all time, which is so bizarre. If it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and I and I get that sequel, we use the term sequel loosely here because it's not like, like you can play Chrono It's like a Final Cross. Fantasy sequel. Yeah, there's, there's definitely more of a connection between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross than there is Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy. Depends on which one, yes. Right. Um, but it's just odd because, you know, Chrono Cross is not a bad game, but Chrono Trigger is the one that's celebrated yeah. more. So it's like, why wouldn't you do? It's like, dear Square, this is called free money. <laughs> do you it's, not want free money? It's just very, it's bizarre. Like, why wouldn't you do? Like, why are you picking this game? Unless there is some sort of logistical line of business licensing nightmare crisis that we don't know about. I don't understand. I mean, unless, yeah, uh, I, I can't see it being, but if it's something like the Final Fantasy thing, this Final Fantasy VI thing where the code's lost, like Chrono Cross was on PlayStation. Well, if it's a remake, the code being lost would be a kind of moot point. Like, he wouldn't have a jumping off. Remaster, yes. You, well, no, but I meant, like, but also we're talking about a trigger. Chrono Trigger was on SNES first. Chrono okay. Cross was on PlayStation. You know, um, I just have one message, though, for Square Enix. Chrono Trigger and FF6 in the Octopath engine I will give you all of my money. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, I don't know if I'd want trigger in the. It would be pretty. Do you want like a 3D remake of that? I'd be happy with a pixel remake, and the Octopath engine is pretty. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think Chrono Trigger in the I Am Setsuna engine, because that's more similar to what Trigger was? Uh, I mean, I am Satsuna, you're moving into that like 2.5D, like 3D, like character model type stuff. Um, I like the pixels, personally. I'll, I prefer the pixels. I'm just saying from playing Trigger and with the, the way the... Well, like I got heavy Chrono Trigger vibes when I played... Um, Cthulhu Saves Christmas and Cosmic uh, Star Heroine. So I think m- more of that variety versus the, uh, I mean, I think any any RPG in the Octopath engine would be brilliant. Especially, but... FF6 especially, but I think Chrono Trigger would work as well. But also on work. a related note, Square, did you murder Tokyo RPG Factory or did you allow them to live after Oninaki? Please tell us. We'd like to know. Seriously. At least I'd like to know. Um, and we're getting a Switch release of 13 Sentinels this April. 
I still need to play. I started it and then didn't have time for it, but I have heard amazing things about that game. Um, it's not a massive seller, but um, I'm glad to see it coming to the Switch. Um, we have potential rumored PlayStation Plus lineup leak. This one's late, later than normal because the first Tuesday of the month is not till December 7th. Um, so we'll actually get the December lineup in December. Usually yeah, we get it, it the last it'll one. It'll be thing. live by the time this airs. So supposedly the, the leak is Godfall, Lego DC Supervillains, and Mortal Shell. Mm -hmm. I mean... Personally, I think that's a fantastic lineup. Um, mm -hmm. I think Godfall's been ripe for a plus. Um, I think that's the, one of the only things that they can do to get people to play it at this point. Yeah. I, I think the issue with Godfall was more of a perception versus what we actually got. Um, yep. Because marketing issues. The people sure. I talked to enjoyed it. Um, it's hard to launch that kind of a game too as part of a console launch. Yes. Where you it really thrives on a multiplayer ecosystem for that co-op and your console was hard to get a hold of. The mm. game didn't have the best marketing perception going for it. Um, there was confusion over the game's identity and what it really was in terms of the experience it was delivering. Um, it wasn't like, you know, insert AAA known established IP here that would, you know, overcome a lack of consoles um, as a co-op multiplayer game launch. Um, it didn't have that going for it. So right. I'd, I'll grab it if it's free. Why not? I probably won't play it, but I'll pick it up. Why not? Uh, this is one of the few plus titles I would download and actually try. Um, Mortal Shells of for Souls, if you haven't, it's Indie Souls, I guess. Um, it's almost like Double A Souls. And you really can't go, I mean, unless you just hate Lego in general, the Lego games are always good fun. They're, they're, if I mean, unless you have an, a, like, they're corny, they're cheesy, they're full of puns, they're Lego. I think it's certainly a, a diverse lineup if it's the real lineup. It's a smart lineup for Sony because, again, they've been doing a really good job of either promoting indies and or first party titles, which both of these, uh, those boxes would be ticked with, ticked with this lineup. And you certainly can't say it's one of those months where it's like, ah, we already own this. Because a lot of people are, no, I, I can't picture the person that owns all three of these games. It's a diverse, weird lineup with like a game like Mortal Shell where a lot of people might have slept on it or not heard about it because they're, you know, not gamers TM on the Twitter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, or Godfall. A lot of people were, just didn't want to pony up for that at launch or whatever so we'll see what happens by the time this episode goes live we um we got some uh information on horizon forbidden west just kind of 
sneak right in there. Not blog a big, post. Yeah, not a big deal made. Um, basically, the NPCs will have kind of reactions and attitudes. Um, they'll be more interacting with them and not just them standing around. It's also going to be more culturally identified. Like, obviously, so if you played Zero Dawn, you know that you can tell an Osiram from a Banuk, from a whatever, Nora, insert, you know, Karja here, because of the, the aesthetics, the way that they dress and generally where you find them. But, like, you can tell, like, Aaron, who is an Osiram, sticks out when you go to the Karja capital. Like, he dresses very differently. He's got the heavy metal Um but beyond that, what they're trying to do is have different behaviors. So like part of the blog post is like talking about how different cultures will treat water, like just even the gathering and use of water and stuff like that. So more fleshed out world building. Um, not that Zero Dawn didn't have a fleshed out world to begin mm -hmm. with, but it's more dynamic. Um, they're just like trying to bring even more life to a game that's already like overflowing with life. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm always hesitant to this like attitude system. Like if it is a, like, based on how you treat people, different characters will react to you differently. Um, a lot of games have made the mistake of overpromising on that in the past. So TBD there, but I'm excited. I, you know, obviously this is my most anticipated game, which is saying something since FF 16 is a thing that exists and has been announced and it's me. Well, Game Awards is coming up, so who knows what we'll see. Yep. Uh, Tales of Iron got an update, which added a few levels and also a difficulty um, mode. It, it basically had no difficulty, just what was there. So um, it's, a, it's a fun side-scrolling Souls-like <clears throat> I'll post my shameless plug review uh, into here in the uh, YouTube description. But um, no, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, the it update, is on sale. It is on sale. Sort of. A little bit. It's like $18.99 instead of $24.99 or something like that right now. And last but not least, Epic acquired harmonics. And I think they were announce it with something with Fortnite, of course. I mean, yes. can't blame Epic, though. I mean, Fortnite's their cash cow, so... Never heard of it. What's nope. a Fortnite? Yeah. Um, so, I think for now, we'll just see stuff in Fortnite, but um, every week, Fortnite gets a new um, character from a random universe. So... We'll see what's going on. And then we have the well, Game Awards we mentioned last week. They will be next week. We'll be talking about that. Well, I don't well, know. So next week is when we are going to be yes. moving into our Game of the Year discussions. Yes. So. so we'll see what the Game Awards brings. Um, hopefully nothing till like May, please. Like February has like February, February, March is like off limits. Don't touch. Get it the fuck out. And just give no us more. some breather, a breather in April. Yeah. 
but you know that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah and you know what it's it's we're gamers and it's uh it's, it's not, not all, all about, about us but, it's all about well, me clearly yeah that's okay. it's all about you but <laughs> it's all uh, about me yeah that'll about do it for episode 96 and we'll next time we catch you we'll be game of the year time so um want to take us out of here we don't we don't have moose so i guess i guess i'll do it bye story route zero we have some cool friends who do some cool things and i'd like to tell you about them phoenix overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity extra life phoenix overdrive fundraises for children's miracle network hospitals all year every year and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.